Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. It's the Boys Down Bad podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all are eating a lot of turkey, mashed potatoes. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Ooh, I'm a big green bean casserole guy. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's not my favorite. I shouldn't say that. I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. Yeah. I will eat my gallons. Favorite. Gallons of mashed potatoes. Yeah, I load up on green bean casserole and then mashed potatoes. I just completely forgot about yeah, mashed that's, potatoes. <laughs> that's number one. That's a, when the Eagles took, what's his name? Instead of Justin Jefferson. Oh, uh, uh, Jordan Rager. No, Jalen Rager. Rager. Yeah, yes. that's just it's it's mashed potatoes. That was a joke. Uh, I saw something interesting today. Speaking of draft picks, um, have you seen how many good players were drafted behind Zach Wilson for the Jets? I have not. It was like Micah Parsons, Justin Fields. I don't have my phone unless I pull it up. They fumbled the bag there. Yeah, he's not great. No, he his uh, comment. Did you see it? Yeah, about if he thought that he let the defense down. He said no. Yeah, he, he had, scored three points. He had nine completions and ten punts. Um, and that's just it's a it's a comment that isn't gonna win you the um the, the line, locker room. Yeah, you just gotta say yes. It's my fault. It always falls on the quarterback. I don't care. I don't care what your line is. Even if it's like 14 21, I feel like you still have to say you let him down Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you didn't, you kicked a field goal. Yeah. It's your fault. He looked so bad this week. I don't know if you watched that game, but. I did not. I saw the one incompletion where he threw it just five feet over the guys. At first, I thought, why didn't the running back or wide receiver just like go out like to the sideline more mm-hmm. and then i was like oh it's because it's five feet over his head yeah just braxton barrios he threw it like yeah five ten feet over his head it was ridiculous yeah. it wasn't close but anyway happy thanksgiving um it's a two-man pod tonight you might notice just two of us just having a conversation um chris i don't know i honestly don't know where he is uh, i think it was state football that was last night I think class B. Oh, it's class B tonight. tonight? Okay. So he's doing his other job, I guess. Yeah. Trevin had some sort of allergic reaction. Yeah, <laughs> today. allergy shots. Allergy shot, allergic reaction. We don't really know. Um, but sending prayers out to him. Yeah, hopefully he's, he's okay. He said he couldn't talk for more than 10 seconds without, without being out of breath. So I've never really had an allergic reaction, so it can't I, be fun. I don't think I have either. Mm-mm. Like, I'm allergic to, like, medicines, but that's <laughs> yeah. about it. I'm allergic to cheese. That is true. So, I guess kind of there. But um, Nebraska football news. Still don't have a coach. Nope. Um, I think I've heard about 10 different names the past week. Yeah. 15 different stories. Just everyone's just firing off takes. So, the latest was the Virginia coach, mm-hmm. which... Is he good? Uh, he Virginia was at, decent. He had success at BYU, like in the early two thousands. Was he their OC, or wasn't he an OC? He or was might, he head coach? I thought it was head coach. I don't even know his name. Yeah, Clay sent it in a group chat, and I was like, <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, I don't want another like Mike Riley hire where you have to like look up who the guy is. Yeah, I just kind of want 
I mean, yeah, I want either like a Dion, an Urban. Mm-hmm. At this point, I don't. I don't think it's Matt Rule, which is like kind of crazy. I don't think it is either. Which a couple of days ago, I was like, it's for sure going to be him. But just the rumors I've seen on Twitter, I there's nothing about Matt Rule anymore. The thing is, like, with the other coaches, I understand if it is a Dion, if it's like a Luke Fickle, if it's somebody who's coaching right now, Elaine Kiffin, I understand why you haven't made the announcement yet because they're still playing for something. Right. Matt Rule hasn't had a job in five weeks. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's him, and it's true, I honestly don't know if Mickey wants to be the head coach. Uh, I think he does. Or I don't know um, if he wants to be the head coach right now. Yeah, I think if it if it was going to be Mickey, they would have announced it a while ago. I think so too. So I don't think it's Mickey. Um, I've all, I've heard a lot of rumors that a lot of coaches have turned down the job, which is scary. Yeah, because maybe you, our bad years are catching up to us. Yeah, I think I heard that Dion has turned it down. Mm-hmm. That Lane turned it down. Aranda turned it down. Which like now Dion is like one of the front runners for South Florida and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Which Colorado just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I can't see him there. I can't picture him there. Because, one, it's a weather thing. Yeah. Because if he was going to take a job where it's cold, I think he would take Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Just because there's already a lot of recruits in. I think he would keep Mickey on for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, and Colorado is way more of a rebuild than Nebraska. Oh, Obviously, yeah. you have to rebuild at both. Absolutely. And Colorado isn't a great recruiting spot either no it's like you're not getting california kids out there a ton i mean south florida i kind of get he can stay in the south he's in a powerhouse recruiting state yeah so i think out of those two i think south florida would make more sense Mm -hmm. i don't know if like fickle is a real thing or not i i wouldn't mind fickle i always thought that if we could somehow get him because I think Ohio State is his like dream job end of destination spot mm-hmm. where I think he might be waiting for Ohio State to come open if Ryan Day leaves for the NFL true but it's also it's kind of a give and take because if you stay at Cincinnati for that long at some point the success is gonna run out yeah instead of going 10 and 2 undefeated last year nine and three you're going to start seeing the six and six seven and five at some point the recruiting is going to fall off because i feel like once they go even eight and four Mm -hmm. guys aren't going to like still want to go to cincinnati they're not going to remember the three or four years ago when they made the playoff they're going to be remembering oh uh eight and four cincinnati team at some point i feel like it's kind of like what i said it's a give and take where if you stay at cincinnati you obviously have confidence that you're going to keep that success Mm -hmm. and stay at nine and three at worst. But if you do fall off, then your Ohio state chances go down because there's always another up and coming guy. I mean, if a Dabo wants to leave Clemson, but if you take Nebraska, you don't turn it around at a power five job. Then is Ohio state going to be nervous to hire you as their head coach? Because it's a good point, but very good point. Um, Urban was kind of the latest around on like this week. Um, a lot of rumors, people saying that the janitors have seen him meeting with Trev. Yeah, there was the, a, the barbershop guy. There was a private jet that came in from either I don't know if it flew into Lincoln or Omaha mm-hmm. from Columbus. Which does he still live in Columbus? I think so because I think he has a bar in columbus okay because i i told that to someone today and i'm like well i'm not even sure if he still lives in columbus like does that even add okay okay but also like i thought when i saw that i was like it could be urban or it could be fickle could be true but also i mean he's in the middle of the season yeah that's fair i think the urban thing is i think some people aren't getting that it's a short-term thing Mm -hmm. that if it's urban it's going to be mickey in three years or whenever yeah. Urban wants yeah. to give it up, because that's fair. He's obviously he's not like old, but he's an older like head coach. 
he probably I mean he might have dreams to get back to Florida and like wait until that's open back up kind of go home somewhere I mean it's a good fit if you're like we want to keep Mickey on mm-hmm. and we think he could be a good head coach in five years yeah give him some time yeah give him but, a chance to learn under a really good really good head coach yeah hopefully next week next pod will have an announcement we can yuck I, it up about that i feel like it has to be next week it has to be i'm thinking saturday probably yeah unless Maybe it's like somebody who like a dion where he's later yeah he's in season but i guess they i don't know how fcs works with like do they have like bowl games do they do they have a tournament yeah they do yeah they do it like more expanded playoff because i saw that today i don't even think they're in the top four no i think they're in like either five or six yeah because there's ndsu montana state two other uh schools ahead of them i remember i saw that today but yeah if it's dion it would probably be later yeah it's if it's dion it's whenever their season ends yeah like it's not a rand like if it's aranda kiffin fickle i guess fickle will be in a bowl game but somewhere no one cares about bowl games anymore unless you're in the playoff but i think it's basically a done deal that lane's going to auburn at this point like yep so it'll be it'll be uh fun to talk about when it finally happens yeah got uh one more game of the regular season very sad it flew by yeah i was looking at the schedule today and i'm like wow like it kind of just hit me this is last regular season for regular season game for college football yeah and that's sad it It flew by it went way too fast i don't know if it was like because we do this every week and we talk about every game yeah where it's like i just thought this was going to be what we do for a long time forever and it's just like no we're just done it's not um came way too fast um, but we do have Iowa this week yep. at Iowa. Iowa's favored by 10.5. That was a lot more than I thought. Way more. I think and it's because it, Iowa's scoring now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, scoring more than they were at the beginning of the year. Um, Over-under is 38.5. Uh, fun fact, it's been 2,917 days since Nebraska has beaten Iowa. I believe it was 20... 14 or 2012 can't remember which year but Jesus. it's been a long time and it it doesn't feel like it's been that long because the last four times we've played it's been one score games yeah i would have said it was probably the last time was like i would have guessed like 2016 yeah that's what i would have guessed with but yeah i mean they're always close i feel like they always come down to a field goal mm-hmm. so it's... two of the last four have been game-winning field goals and then um the other two we've lost by a touchdown, I think. So, could it be the year we sneak sneak away with one? I th- possibly. Yeah, Iowa's defense or offense is just so bad. They're playing yeah. better, but still, it's just like it all depends. I feel like which Iowa team shows up because I feel like Nebraska at this point, we know what we are. It's you're not going to get a lot of points. You're kind of just hoping that Trey Palmer has a huge game. Because that's how you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. We don't run the ball great. Yep. We don't throw it to a ton of different receivers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if a bad offense comes out for Iowa, I think we have a pretty good chance. Mm-hmm. We are averaging 195 yards of offense over the past three weeks, which is last in the FBS. In yeah, that that's span, really bad. Which is terrible. Um, I had this conversation with my roommate, roommates the other day. Um, is it – we saw it with Adrian, how towards the end of his career, he was not good. He leaves for K-State, kind of tears it up for the first part of the year. Yeah. We see it with Casey, how he, like, set records at Texas. He came here. He struggled. Is it the coaching? Is it our line? That is bad. I think it is. I think it's our offensive line. I think the problem with Nebraska right now is our line. That's yeah, I would agree. 
and I think it's got to be coaching. So I, I don't know how to fix it because we get recruits. Yeah, I was talking to Jordan about how with, like, all the close losses, like, it at some point you can't just, like, blame the players for it because for so long we have all of these close losses, and that's something you can't practice mm-hmm. is, like – I mean, you can try and simulate it in practice, like down by four, need a touchdown, but you're also playing against most likely the second team defense. Right. So it, I don't know. It's I don't know how to fix it because the thing with like freshmen is you can put them at skill positions and they can thrive. Mm-hmm. We see it all the time with quarterbacks. We see, like. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. We saw, we see it with receivers how young guys can have huge impacts. I think offensive line, it's so much different from high school, and I feel like this is regardless of where you play high school, that the talent gap from high school to college is just so much different that you have to get good offensive linemen from high school that were like very good, mm-hmm. get them in at Nebraska or any school, and give them a year to kind of figure out how to play in college. Yeah. So it's not an immediate fix. That's but a I, good point. I don't. I just don't think we have the coaching staff to get them. Yeah. To that next kind of level. Because you see a lot of like wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. As soon as they're able to go to the NFL draft, they leave. Yeah. With linemen, you don't see a lot of really young linemen just go straight to the draft and be a first rounder. No, it's older. They need more experience. Yeah, you get more experience, and it's basically like free. Obviously, like in the pros, it's free weight room, free food, but you get like a good strength and conditioning program. Mm -hmm. You get all of like accommodations. Like you might as well just stay because you're not going to start in the NFL as a rookie or even probably a second year lineman. Yeah. Because it's very rare that that happens. Yeah, so it's like in college, you might as well just kind of stay in, even if it's like you think you can go pro, mm-hmm. just kind of wait it out and hope you don't get yeah. injured. Because it, it, it's obvious that we have talent. Like we Correct. see guys excel. Like I talked about Adrian Martinez. He leaves, tears it up at K State for six or seven weeks. Um, Casey tears it up at Texas, sets records, come comes here and struggles. Right, and he's just not getting enough protection. I feel like so. I feel like we need to focus on that in the off season. Yeah, and I don't know how you fix that, but I feel like it's just coaching and getting the right guys in. But it's also hard to get like you can get a lot of linemen out of the Midwest, mm-hmm. but all of those guys, if they're already from a cold place, they're like, why don't I just go to Wisconsin? Why don't I go to Michigan, Ohio State? Like, yeah, true. I don't know. It's. I think it's the hardest problem to fix because there's not a lot of transfer portal linemen. Yeah. Like a quarterback problem you can fix, especially with NIL. Like Mm -hmm. you can go out and get a five-star. You can get a Caleb Williams. You can get a, a, like, Casey Thompson, a Spencer Rattler. But it's like – and same thing with, like, wide receivers. You saw it with Jordan Addison, Tyler Dye, the running back at USC. Mm Mm-hmm. They transfer in, they get all these guys in, but I, it's you can't get those guys out of the transfer report, I feel like. So. Right. So, yeah, Iowa this week, hopefully, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Especially with this team, like, yeah, it's just I have no confidence when we're down by no less than last a – Last week. We won't even talk about last week, but yeah. I knew the whole time we were going to lose. Um, let's move into the down bads. You've, you said you got a couple. Yeah, so I've got two. The first one is the boys down bad parlay. We weren't close. I was wrong. I Um, was way wrong. What makes it worse is we gave out four NFL locks. Mm -hmm. Four and oh. Yeah. (laughs) I thought about that. (laughs) So we put out, I put out four TikToks, three NFL locks, one boys down bad parlay. All three NFL locks hit. And I think, what were were we one for four on the parlay? Um, I think we were, yeah, I think we were one and three. So yeah. Or sorry, one and three. Cause I, Bedlam, Bedlam started off so hot and then 
just cooled off. But yeah, Trevins over did not hit no. for Iowa Minnesota. I, UConn did not show UConn up. UConn did not. Uh, USC UCLA did hit. So yeah, we yeah. were one and three. But yeah, we we're down bad. We got to figure it out. We'll figure it out this week, I think. Yeah, I mean, we only have one of these left for regular season. True. I mean, we have bowl games, but... Yeah, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do for that, but... Yes, down bad, us. Yeah. My second one is my house. So, me and my wife bought a house last year. Brand new house. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. I've been in it. It is a very nice house. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So, we get this brand new house. Nobody's lived in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And about a month ago, I was working from home, and I just hear a loud crash. Okay. And I was like, that's weird. Not so what I, you want to hear. No. So I go into our guest bedroom, and the shelving had just fallen out of the wall. How does that even happen? So we had a builder come out. The builder come out yesterday because I think they just put in, like, drywall screws, not, like, actual, like, I don't know. I don't know how you build houses, but (laughs) so it was in the guest bedroom. It wasn't like the nursery. We weren't too concerned. We sent, we're still under warranty, Mm -hmm. sent an email to the builder. It said, great. We'll set up the time for somebody to come out and look at all of them because the shelving is in every single closet. Same shelving. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday I'm working from home. Oh no. Hear another bang. (laughs) So I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) So first I check in the nursery. Completely fine. Okay. I'm like, okay, maybe it was just like a shoe rack that fell. Yeah. Nope. I go into our bedroom. Shelving? Shelving fell out (laughs) of our closet. So. Brutal. Yeah. It's just not fun to deal with. No. Because we just had baby shower. So we have all this stuff Mm -hmm. that our house is already a mess. Because we don't have, like, places to put it yet. We're finishing the basement, so it's like we can't just put stuff in the basement. No. And it was it's just a catastrophe. <laughs> like, Sad I'm, day, it's a bad day. Yeah, it was a very bad day. So I'm, like, <laughs> calling the builder and, like, didn't answer. I texted him, like, oh, we can have somebody come out and look at it. And I was like, what do you mean look at it? I, like, gonna it needs it. to be fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so they send some old guy out and he's fixing it but it was just like at least it wasn't because it's in the pantry too oh no and that would be like worst case scenario yeah so we had to like get all the clothes move it into a different room move the clothes that were that had fallen out into a different spot it was just horrible brutal i would my recommendation would be do not put the crib near the closet no it's not because that would that would be a catastrophe yeah it's like (laughs) and it just like i don't know how it falls out of the wall yeah i i don't even really know what you mean by that like it just like it just comes out of the wall so like there's the shelves and there's like a little beam yeah that holds it and okay the like angled beam just fell like snapped in half and just lost (laughs) everything <laughs> and it was just uh, like oh well keep us updated on that yeah hopefully it's uh, coming out next week okay good we'll so, get an update next week then it was just just not horrible good. just horrible <laughs> um that's a good one good couple my down bad is i guess i would say russell wilson for multiple reasons um one he is a god-awful quarterback um yeah, he's pretty bad the denver broncos are terrible um but two after the Broncos, um, last week they lost in overtime to the Raiders. Um, apparently Melvin Gordon came in the locker room and started playing future songs. And if yeah. you know anything about Russ and his history, his wife, Ciara, has a baby with future. Yep. And there, it's bad blood there. Very so bad, obviously man. Melvin's sending a message to Russ by blasting future because apparently Russ has uh, a rule of no future in the locker room, which is fair. I I mean he's on your team. He's your you know at least respect him. So obviously there's no respect there. No. Um, fast forward the story to yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, Russ demanded that Melvin Gordon be released, and they released him. I did saw I did see that and I was like that's kind of 
so I don't watch like the Broncos game unless like it comes on on red zone. Like, mm-hmm. does he play a lot? Yes, he. I think he's their starter. Okay, so it's he's not like, like a bat. He's not no, the back. No, he plays. Okay. Yeah. He also fumbles a shit ton, so okay. that's probably part of it too. Because if but, it was like a backup, yeah. like I feel like it wouldn't be a – if he was their backup, it wouldn't be as big of a mm-hmm. story. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty down bad. Like, um, I'm not 100% sure that it's true, but I saw multiple tweets about it. And if it is, then that's absolutely brutal. Yeah, it's kind of heinous by Melvin Gordon. I would say it's pretty heinous. I get that, you know, he's Russ and he's a character, not very liked in the media right now, but you can't do that. I didn't know Russell Wilson was this weird. He's very weird. And I think it was, he was weird with the Seahawks, but it was okay because he was, he was good and he was winning. He was going to a Super Bowl and, and he, he had also, a good defense. Like, obviously he was, you know, most likely a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. But Seattle, like, you just never heard anything because yeah. he was he got drafted there. So it's not like he made some, like, big splash in free agency mm-hmm. to where this is like, oh, you have to, like, everything, we know everything about what's going on. Yeah, so then the Broncos signed him to this huge contract. He comes over, supposed to turn the organization around. So I think it just everything was really magnified that he did. Yeah. And once it started coming out, it started snowballing with all the weird shit that he does. And at, at this point, do we think he's like doing some of this on purpose, like being weird in the media? Because half of me thinks like I've thought about it. Half of me thinks he knows he's weird, and he's like, I'd rather them think I'm weird than bad, and just be like, okay, yeah. he's kind of weird. He's not the best quarterback right now. But then half of me is, like, with the whole, like, simulated drives, the high fives to no one. Like, mm-hmm. maybe this guy just doesn't have doesn't have a clue that he's just not normal. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, is he self-aware enough to be like, oh, this is weird what I'm doing? Or is he just doing it like he thinks, it's, he thinks he's awesome? He's yeah. Mr. Unlimited. Because, yeah, like the Mr. Unlimited thing, that is... Egregious in its own right. It's egregious, but if you're like MVP candidate leading your team to Super Bowls, which is what when he started that, I get it. I guess like if Tom Brady came out and did that, be like, okay, that's dumb, but he's Tom Brady. Yeah. But now once you start sucking, it's like, wow, you're because he just he has the one Super Bowl. Yes, and then he threw the pick on the goal line. He's doing a lot for somebody who's only won one. Yeah, I agree. Like, Imagine if, like, Matt Stafford was doing this. Like, it would be – I don't know if it would be a bigger story because he it would just be like, Matt Stafford's kind of weird. Yeah. And it would just be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, no one cared about him in Detroit. Right, right. I don't know. It's – but anyway, Russ is down bad. Yeah. Kind I saw a story. I saw a tweet that it was, like, players taken at – like, in the draft in MLB after – Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and I think it was like Aaron Judge was on the list. <laughs> I think like yeah, I don't that one surprised like, me. Tatis, yeah, and it was like wow, like this guy just was never gonna play baseball. No, never. But he always goes to stupid spring training. Yeah, always. Um, yeah, he's down bad. Those were some good ones. Um, I had a just a random question that I saw on. Twitter, I think Foreplay was sending it out. Shout out Foreplay. Um, but I thought this was the most heinous question that should not even be asked, but I would like your opinion on it. Okay. Does a hole-in-one on a simulator count? No. It's a, n- not at all. Why would you even ask that question? Yeah, that's... I understand, like, simulators are extremely advanced these days. Like, the technology's crazy. Yeah. it's You're playing at a real golf course. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. On a screen. Yeah. So if someone comes up to you and says, have you ever had a hole-in-one, and you say, yeah, on a simulator, I'm going to laugh in your face. I would say, never talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> if you think that's a hole-in-one, like, I'm never talking to you. No. I'm never golfing with you. No. I'm... And if you're like... You can say, like, no, 
on a simulator one time I had a hole in one. Like that's different. If you are confident in saying yes, it was on a simulator. I had a hole in one. I'm never talking to you again. Yeah. I feel like if some if we were at the simulator and you're like if you ask me at a golf simulator, I might say, Yeah, but it was on a simulator. Mm-hmm. If you ask me at a golf course, yeah. the answer is no. Yes. Because <laughs> exactly. it's almost it's obviously not as impressive as a real hole in one. Mm-hmm. It is kind of crazy though. It's kind of crazy. I agree. If I had a hole in one on a simulator and I don't have I don't have a hole in one. If it's, I got one a on a feeling, simulator, sure. I I might never golf again. If you got a hole in one on a simulator? Yeah. Because I'm just like So you would count it as a hole in one. No. I'm no. saying in a bad way. Oh. I might, I might never golf again. <laughs> because like, you're like geez, I got one on here and I can't do it. I've played so many par three yeah. courses. Like and that's a whole other debate. Like people say Hole some people on say it doesn't three. count. Some people say it counts because of how far it is. I don't care. As long as it was on a real golf course and it's not like computer. Yeah. Because how, how, I mean, obviously they're very accurate, but there's got to be some sort of variation. You can't right. exactly replicate it. Because also know. like at some simulators, like some of them are really shitty. Like yeah. the one at UNL is not good. Yeah, exactly. Like, in the middle of the winter, I'm not hitting it 300 yards. <laughs> it's like if I... Like, yeah. Yeah, that's heinous. And the people only- were backing them up on Twitter. They're like, well, you have to consider, like, the circumstances and, like, how good the simulator is. I'm like, no. If you get a hole-in-one on a simulator, cool, good for you. That's got to be a cool feeling, but you don't have a hole-in-one. I think you can only s- – so you can say yes if you back it up. And yeah. s- if you say yes, it was on a simulator, so I don't count it. Yes, that's fine. I'd be like, if, okay. If we're at a simulator and you're like – Hey, have you ever gotten a hole in one? I'm like, I might say yeah on one of these, but not on a course. Mm-hmm. You can't say yes and not have a but. Yeah, it's egregious. Like, that's absolutely egregious. Yeah, if you're saying that, don't watch this episode. <laughs> don't watch our podcast ever again. But say subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> still like and subscribe. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty of this week: college football. Last week, last regular season week of the year. Um, probably the biggest game of the year, I would say. The game. The game. Number three, Michigan at number two, Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by seven and a half. Over under is 57. This is game day. Um, both survived some scares last week. Yeah. Michigan ne- squeaked it out against Illinois and Ohio State, uh, had some trouble with Maryland. Yeah. Neither one looked great. I think obviously both you can kind of write off as look ahead games. Mm-hmm. Um, also Michigan just Blake Corum got hurt. And we don't know if he'll be back for this game yet or he's back. He, yeah. He's going we to saw be that back. tweet. He said he's going to be back, but we don't know when that is exactly. You would assume he's going to play this game. I if he think. can play, I feel like if he can play, he will. Right. Also Michigan used, they used him as a workhorse last mm-hmm. I think he had, like, I think he got hurt in the beginning of the second quarter, mm-hmm. and he already had, like, 10 rushes. So they were going to run him for, like, 40 carries. Yeah. Which is insane to do right before him. Because they have a good, they already split carries with mm-hmm. Edwards, I think. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that they played him as much as they did. I guess, obviously, they were in kind of a dogfight, but... Yeah, I mean, they had to win that game, um, obviously. You got to think this is probably, obviously, a win and get into the playoff because they're probably going to play Iowa in the Big Ten I Championship, believe so. I would assume. So do you think there's any way the other one gets in with a loss? I think if it's a touchdown or less. Okay. And then you also have to kind of hope for chaos. Yeah. Because I guess we can just kind of – one thing we didn't recap was Tennessee losing. That mm-hmm. helps yes, the loser yes. of this game because Tennessee was waiting with one loss. If they won out, they were probably getting in mm-hmm. unless, like, USC and TCU both went out. So I think Tennessee losing helps. I think TCU's kind of in a tough spot. I think if it's close, then if I think if it's close and Blake Corn if Ohio State wins, 
Blake Corum is healthy and it's a close loss, I think they both get in. Mm-hmm. But if it's a blowout or I think even 10 points, they're probably both not in. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I have a little bit of trivia for you. Okay. This is the second matchup of two 11-0 teams in the regular season in college football history. Who is the other matchup? It was in 2006. Can I get a uh, – would a conference give it away? Uh, Big Ten. Is it Nebraska? In 2006. Oh. Whew, I have no clue. It was Michigan-Ohio State. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so they're – the only two teams I've ever done this. Yeah, I saw it was which the, makes sense. I did see it was the first time, I guess, in 15 years that it's both of them are undefeated, mm-hmm. which was kind of crazy to think about because Michigan lost to Michigan State last year. Yep. Before this game, um, 63% of bets are on Michigan, which makes sense with a spread that's more than a touchdown. I was kind of shocked that this came out at seven and a half. You think it would be more? I thought it'd be less. Less, okay. Because I don't know. It's like it's two versus three. I just don't see. I think Ohio State wins. Mm-hmm. It's just like seven and a half is a lot in this game. I think so too. Um, I love Michigan covering. I don't think they'll win. Um, but I would definitely take Michigan plus seven and a half. I'm wondering how the spread is going to change throughout the week. I feel like depending on if Blake Corum plays or not, I, I don't know if it's going to change that much. I feel like maybe it goes down to like six and a half. I don't think maybe it goes down to seven. I don't think this gets under a touchdown Yeah. because like I said, 63% of bets are on Michigan. Mm -hmm. So Vegas probably wants you to take Michigan in this. Yep. Because there's only there's one spot between these two. Mm-hmm. You would think neither like you shouldn't be getting a touchdown with the number three co- team in the country. Right. Um, last Ohio State's two and two in the last four. Oh, against the spread, four and oh, four and one in straight up. Last four years they've all gone over. Which okay. was kind of surprising. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's two very different styles of winning. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State, obviously, this is where Trevor would say no shit. Um, <laughs> Ohio State wants to like score. They want to play fast and light up the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. They are okay with giving up points as long as they're, you know, scoring. Able to outscore. Um, yeah. And Michigan wants to slow this down when it with the run game and defense. So it's very. It's two di- very different play styles and styles of winning. Um, I Michigan had even more of a scare. I just don't know how they're going to match up with this offense. I don't know either. I think it's either going to be very close or I think Ohio State's going to blow them out. Yeah. I'd, I don't I know. I hope it doesn't happen. but Yeah, I'd probably prefer a closer game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorite games to watch every year. Yeah, Just it's definitely up there. The history. Last year it was in the snow. It was sick. Michigan yeah. won for the first time in a while. Um, it'll be a good game. Fun to watch. I'm, I think I'm taking Michigan with the points, though. Yeah, I I don't. I have no play on this. Um, if anything, I would maybe say over. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to, like, without Blake Corum, obviously Edwards is still a really good running back. Yep. I worry about J.J. McCarthy if this gets into a high-scoring game, though. Yeah. Because I think a three-and-out, he gets nervous. A second three-and-out, I think he's kind of just rattled. He doesn't know what – and this is another one where I think neither of these teams played a great out-of-conference schedule, but I think this is where that really might come back to bite him. Michigan is – I mean, they played no one. Yeah. And Ohio State played Notre Dame, which – is a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's you know they're, Notre Dame's not a great team. They're a good team, but they had a little bit more experience with 
you know, a team that wants to slow it down and kind of beat you with defense. Mm -hmm. But it'll be a good game. Uh, Second game we're going to talk about is number, I don't know if these are accurate, number 18, Notre Dame at number seven, USC. Um, USC is favored by five and a half. Over under is 64 and a half. Oh, wow. That went up. Yeah. Yesterday um, was at 62 and a half. Oh, okay. Went up a couple points. Um, obviously, USC had a huge win last week against UCLA. Caleb yeah. Williams looks like an animal. Um, but this will be the toughest pass defense that he's played all year. Yeah. Um, I think they're 15th in the nation, and USC hasn't played anyone above like 50 all year. So I'm intrigued to see how he does. Um, if he plays well, I think it's going to be a blowout, honestly. Yeah. I like USC here. It's a lot closer with money than I thought, 58% on USC. Um, obviously, USC just had a huge win. They're going to be in the Pac-12 playoff or Pac-12 championship game. It it just makes so much sense that they lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like USC minus 5.5, and, and I like the over um, just because – I mean, USC is clearly the better team. They're the flashier flashier team. They can light up the scoreboard. I feel like if Notre Dame doesn't get two early stops, this is going to be a bloodbath. It could be, yeah. But I also could see Notre Dame's defense coming out and giving Caleb Williams troubles in the first quarter, and this maybe USC is down 10 points, okay. and they kind of have to fight back. Notre Dame's 4-0 in the last four which I thought was kind of surprising, but USC has been down for so long that um, I guess. Oh, yeah, I did read that. I thought that was weird too. And then 2-2 two and two against the spread. Um, yeah, the both of these teams are scoring. Like I might have just said Notre Dame's deep, or offense isn't super great, but they're both scoring at least 35 points per game in their last five games. So, I mean, if you kind of – put the math together 35 and 35 is more than 64 and a half so you like the over i do um because i feel like you're either going to get in a dog fight and both of these teams like 35 points a game isn't i mean it's a lot but you're not lighting up the scoreboard Mm -hmm. and you need 30 and 35 and if you think it's going to be a like a bloodbath you could probably see USC scoring 40, and then you need 25. Yeah. I so. like the over two. And I think I like USC. I think it's going to be a blowout, but I could also see – it all depends on Notre Dame's pass defense. If yeah. they can shut down Caleb Williams like we'll they have know, been. We'll know early in this game, I think. Yeah. With Michigan, Ohio State, we might not know until maybe earliest, like third quarter. Mm-hmm. This could be – we know what's going to happen – first immediately four possessions yeah i agree another fun game to watch um number 12 oregon at number 23 oregon state the civil war oregon's favored by three they had to change that name oh they did yeah well it's still the civil war to yeah me. i mean <laughs> what they change it to oh is it like the platypus it's something weird because their trophy is like a platypus so I think they yeah. call it like the platy or something like that. Yeah, just dumb. It's the Civil War. Yeah, I mean it makes sense why they had to change it. Yeah, but some of these like rivalry games they've been playing for so long. Yeah, it's just like it's so natural to say it. But and, like it's the same thing with like the Red River Shootout. Like it's supposed to be the Red River rivalry game. Mm-hmm. That's also just a mouthful to say. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oregon's favored by three. Over under is fifty eight. Um, Oregon. Too. Came off a big win last week against Utah. Is Bonix hurt? Did he get hurt? I last think week? he got kind of hurt last week. So, I I think he's still playing, but he might be a little, a little um, banged up. A little banged up. Um, Oregon should be in the. They will be in the championship with win with a win. Yeah, if I they lose. So. Uh, Washington or Utah. Washington could is jump sneaky them. having like a really good season. Yeah, they are. I think they're eight and no nine and two. I think so. They're six and two in the conference. Yeah. So they're one game behind Oregon. Um, 
this is just an interesting game. I don't know. It's always fun to watch. It's a cool color game. Yeah, I think this is another one where I think they both go primary colors. I mean, it's okay. hard to know with Oregon what what they're gonna wear. Yeah. I think they both wear home uniforms. Mm. Oregon yeah. doesn't really have a home uniform, but yeah, I feel like I think the last time Oregon's four and one in the last five. Um, three and two against the spread. This is the closest spread since 2017. So mm. they've had a lot of, I mean, Oregon State's been down. Yep. But I don't know. I feel like this is a weird game. Um, feels like an over, just kind of one of those blind over games mm-hmm. that, um, and then it's in Corvallis, which I feel like whenever I turn on a Oregon State game, it's always like raining. It's foggy it's there's something weird going on yeah and it's always a night game so i like oregon state plus the three and a half okay um another one where i kind of like the over i just think weird stuff i think weird things are going to happen in this bo nicks not being super healthy i think Mm -hmm. helps out um yeah just kind of one i think i like oregon state at home um like you said it seems like a weird game if bo nicks is hurt that's going to be important. I, I'm pretty sure Oregon's backup is decent. He's a highly touted recruit. I can't remember his name, but um, he hasn't gotten to play much this year at all. So if he ends up having to go in, I think I think Oregon State gets it done Yeah, with the points. Um, it'll be another fun game to watch. Just some – I feel like I remember going in NCAA – and you can always play like rivalry games. Yeah, and this it was be, always fun. This was always a fun one to play. Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, Auburn, Alabama. Um, but it's rivalry week, so there's a couple others: Auburn, Alabama, um, Washington, Washington State, the Apple Cup. Yeah, a lot is of it, this is a prime week for trophies. Yeah, because Wisconsin plays. Is it Minnesota? Minnesota. Yep. That's a. Is that Paul Bunyan's axe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska, Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa. So it'll be a good week. Um, good week. Last week of football for the regular season. Um, couple conferences still up in the air. We talked about the Pac-12. The Big Twelve is the other one that isn't completely set yet. TCU's in for sure. Yep. Um, and they've got a chance at a playoff spot. Yeah, they're four. Again, no movement in the top four. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's the rest of it look like though? Yeah, you check that. K State is six and two in the conference. Texas is five and three, so those are the two that have a chance to take that um, second spot. K State plays Kansas this week. Texas plays Baylor. Um, so I think if Texas beats Baylor, K State loses. I'm not exactly sure what the tiebreaker is there. I think Texas gets in. Texas gets in. Yeah, I'm fairly positive. That's what I I looked before. Um, so USC is at five and then looks like LSU. Oh no. LSU is five. USC Ooh. is six. I wish they Interesting. just, it's just like an article. Yeah. Come out with like a LSU rank. stayed one spot ahead of USC at five. Okay. So USC is six. So there's a scenario here where what happens like, Obviously, I think the Big Ten Big Ten winner is in because they're undefeated. Yep. I think at this point, I like is Georgia. I think winner of the. I think Georgia's in regardless. Mm-hmm. And then it gets weird. It's very weird because TCU, like if TCU has played Texas, I think they'll either play Texas or K State. Chaos and, if they lose that Big Twelve championship. And then if somehow LSU beats Georgia. And then if USC loses. Yeah, I think that LSU can still get in Yeah, with two losses. I think it's so hard, like beating Georgia, because you would have wins over Georgia and Alabama. Yep. Then it's, I hope you put them in over, well, yeah. Okay. A one loss TCU is out. Yeah, so you're saying we've got Georgia for sure. I think so. We've got a Big Ten winner. They're probably going to be Unless two. Georgia loses this weekend, but they're 35 and a half yeah. my favorite. Yeah, so. they're, we can say that they're in. Yeah. Big Ten champion in 
then for the last two spots you have TCU you've got the other Big Ten the Michigan so either Ohio Michigan State. or Ohio State and then you've got USC did I say TCU I don't, I don't think know. so but I lost where I was going with this I confused myself there's like there's a lot that there's can two spots basically open I would say yeah I think two are pretty there's one locked in a hundred percent because one of them well I guess what happens if <laughs> what happens if I Michigan or Ohio these. State don't win the big Ten? So Could are they, you saying Iowa wins? Yeah, somehow say uh, that'd just be chaos. So in that case, like, does Ohio State with one? Yeah, I mean, whoever if Ohio State beats Michigan and then loses to Iowa, I don't know. I'm I think if you're an myself. LSU fan, obviously you want to win. You have to beat Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and then you have to beat Georgia, mm-hmm. and then you obviously want Iowa to win the Big Ten. Yeah, because they can't get or in. Or you want. T- TCU to lose. Correct. So, probably more realistic would be TCU to lose. Yeah. Which they easily could. Who do they play this week? Baylor? Texas plays Baylor. Um, TCU plays Iowa State? Yes. Iowa State, and then they'll probably have, they'll, they'll either have K-State or Texas. So, they could lose one of those for sure. Cause I, they, yeah, like, TCU, in theory, has the easiest way to get in. Mm-hmm. Because... They're undefeated. With, and then LSU is at five. USC is at six. USC already has a loss. Mm-hmm. LSU has two losses. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's just win your games and you're in. Yeah. But it's also like I feel like everybody just has question marks about this TCU team. I definitely had like I thought they were going to lose to Texas. I thought they were going to lose last week. I thought they were going to lose to Kansas earlier in the year. I thought yeah. They were this, this TCU lose Oklahoma, yeah, like this team makes no sense. I don't. They just keep winning, though. I mean, I, I tip my hat to it. I I think they're gonna get killed if they're the four spot. Yeah, and but the only way they wouldn't be four is if if both Big Ten teams get in, one will have a loss. Yeah. Then they might be at three. Maybe. Probably not, though. I'd like to see, but. like, an Ohio State-TCU matchup. Because it's both two, like, pretty good offenses. Mm-hmm. And then, what, you'd have Georgia-Michigan. Yeah. I don't know. I'm confusing myself now. Yeah. <laughs> it's We just need 12, like... I'm just I'm rooting for chaos. I yeah. hope it's crazy. Like I would love I d- I just don't know if I want USC in. I just have so many questions about the Pac-12 like there's no defense. No, none. Like it was f- what 48-45. Mm-hmm. Like they could get skunked by Georgia. They could. So we'll see um since it's just a two-man pod tonight. We're going to do a little something different. We're going to give some college football rapid-fire locks. So I've got five games that I'm just going to blurt out to you, and you tell me who you got and why. Okay. Just snap whatever comes to your head. So are you ready for college football rapid-fire locks? Yep. First one, Alabama favored by 22 at home against Auburn. I like Alabama team total and probably the over. I I don't think Auburn's good, and I think they're wait, dealing wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So just do – Oh, just one of those two? Yeah. Okay. I like so, Alabama. Okay. Should we start? I'm going to start yeah. over. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I should have explained that better. All right. Are you ready for college football rapid-fire locks? Yep. All right. First one, Alabama favored by 22 at home against Auburn. I like Alabama. Okay. TCU favored by 10 at home against Iowa State. I hate that I like TCU, but it's TCU. Okay, TCU. LSU favored by 10 at Texas A&M. LSU. This is just all favorites. Texas A&M is a joke right now. (laughs) Love it. Tennessee favored by 14 at Vandy. I like Vandy. Um, Hendon Hooker's out for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. I like that. 
And last one, Washington favored by two at Wazoo. I love Washington. Okay. Love it. Good work. I like so, those. I've got the Friday. I've got Thursday, Friday in the early slate. So, okay. Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus two and a half. Uh, Ole Miss minus two and a half at home. Okay. Uh, North Carolina State at UNC. UNC minus six and a half. UNC minus six and a half. Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa minus ten and a half. Give me Nebraska with the points. We're not going to win, but we're going to cover. South Carolina at Clemson. Clemson minus fourteen and a half. Let's uh, let's ride the Cox plus fourteen. <laughs> ride Spencer Sa- <laughs> Spencer Rattler, <laughs> not Spencer Sanders. And then Baylor at Texas. Texas minus eight and a half. Give me Baylor with the points, keeping it close but not beating them. Yeah. So okay. I had I like Mississippi State a lot. I now that I think about it, I think I like Mississippi State. Just because Lane's on his way out. He's checked out. This is another one that is a really good rivalry game. Mm-hmm. It's always on Thursday, too. Yeah, it's on Thanksgiving. I think Lane is just checked out. And then I like Nebraska as well. I like mm-hmm. under. South Carolina, I like Clemson a lot. I just think Spencer Rattler, is he's just such an up-and-down quarterback. Yeah. I think he'd only thrown for – somebody said – five touchdowns and then he threw for six against yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, that was crazy. Dude went off. He's just such like you never know what you're going to get with that guy. Mm-hmm. It could be like the guy who we thought was going to win the Heisman be the number one pick overall or it could just be like oh yeah, Spencer Rattler's at South Carolina. Yeah. Good. Um, let's move into the Boys Down Bad Parlay. We're going to write the ship this week. Week 13 last regular season parlay of the year do we have all of the picks um i think so let me check got some some send in some picks yeah so i got trevin's here what's he got he's got nebraska plus ten and a half he says like don't that. overthink it iowa and their pitiful offense should never be favored by double digits nebraska is not a good team they'll be plenty motivated to play spoiler against their rival Plus, if you look back at the matchup history, it's almost always single digits. Final score in Iowa, 10, Nebraska, 7. Wow. Okay. A good explanation there by Trev. Good preparation. And then Chris has Ohio State minus 7.5. Um, Ohio State has been waiting for this game for a whole year. Circled it on their calendar after last year. Like They'll that. get revenge at Michigan. Okay. I am going to go with. Alabama team total over 35 and a half. I just think Auburn is in disarray right now. Mm-hmm. The last thing that they're worried about, I mean, obviously you want to win this game. They have to win to be bowl eligible. That's why I don't love, I mean, they're not going to win, but I just think Bama's going to score enough to hopefully get to 36 points. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Um, I've got West Virginia, Oklahoma State over 64. I think Oklahoma State's defense is bad. Oklahoma torched them in the first half. Second half was a different story, but first half they looked terrible. West Virginia scores a lot of points, um, and I think and gives up a lot of points as well. So I think the Pokes will put up a decent amount of decent number, and uh, they'll go over sixty-four. Yeah, one thing I learned this year it's about Michigan Ohio State is that Michigan's or excuse me Ohio State's scout team wears like they tape over their helmet with like the Michigan like the wings really yeah so they hate each other wow interesting like I saw that and I was like that's kind of weird yeah that's very weird but yeah hmm. interesting fact there fun little nugget all right let's move into 60 seconds with an NFL fan today we've got a Rams fan and they are down bad they are down they bad. are a terrible football team, so let's hear from him. And this week on 60 Seconds with an NFL fan, we have Grant on. He's a Rams fan. And the Rams are really bad this year, so we're going to let him go off on his team. Grant, the floor is yours. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I don't really know where to even begin. I could begin in a lot of different places, but 
I don't know if I was just biased or just a delusional fan, but I really thought this team got better in the offseason. thought the addition of Bobby Wagner would shore up the defense. Allen Robinson, I was super excited about that one. He's been half the player I thought he would be. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, Stafford seems like a shell of him, his, his former self. I really thought, I think there's something else going on. I mean, the ball like does not have any zip at all coming off his arm. And there was that elbow issue in the offseason. I don't know if that was a lot more serious than what they let on, but I mean, he just looks, he doesn't look the same player as he was last year. And he's behind an offensive line that I think you or me can get through and get to the quarterback. I mean, it's, I didn't think the loss of 42 year old Andrew Whitworth would play as big a role as it did, but I mean, it's the offensive line is, it was bad to begin with. And then you throw all the injuries. I mean, they're three and seven, they've played 10 games. And they've had 10 different starting offensive line combinations. I mean, you're just, you're not going to win anything with that. It's, it's so maddening. The defense, I don't understand. Like the Bucks game, for example, the last drive, they're playing 12, 15 yards off the receivers. They let Tom Brady, who's been in that situation a hundred times, just dink and dunk, nickel and dime all the way down. And then, I mean, you give him how many options they will line. Yeah, he's going to score. It's just that was really the final nail in the coffin after that. The season could have been salvaged at that point, and then watching that loss was just – it was terrible. Sean McVay, I don't know if he's got retirement on the mind, if he's looking at that offer on the table every time. He should have probably taken it last year, looking how this year is. It's I – mean, he, like, makes no adjustments. It's – you can tell right away from the get-go, like, if things are working or things aren't working. They come out the second half, it's the same team. It's, it's truly unbelievable. I don't know where they go from here. It's Cooper Cups hurt. Stafford is in another concussion. I don't, I mean, the season is, they have Kansas City coming up this Sunday. That's going to be a running clock in the second half. It's, it's pretty miserable, honestly, but, you know, banners fly forever. And I will think about last year, you know, over the course of the next 10 years, when we're fighting for a top five draft pick for a different team. All right. Thank you, Rams fan. It's very, uh, very good information. I feel bad for you. Um, I hope they figure it out. I do. I like watching the Rams, but yeah, they're down nice. bad right now. Be nice for them to figure it out. Yeah. Um, let's move in. Finish the show with our NFL locks of the week. Um, do we have the other locks? Yeah, Same I'm trying thing. to. So Chris has Jacksonville plus four against the Ravens. Okay. Any um, explanation there? Yeah. Um, Jacksonville is just a home dog and Ravens are not playing that well. So it could be a close game. Okay. I don't mind that. Don't love that. Okay. (laughs) Um, What's Trev got? (laughs) Trevin has chargers minus four and a half at the Cardinals. Cardinals are a mess right now. Chargers are primed to break out. Looks good against the chiefs. Also, the Cardinals are inexplicably bad at home. I like that a lot. What's wrong with Kyler Murray? Uh, cod. Yeah. And hamstring, I believe. Okay. Yes. But yeah, Cole just, McCoy played last night. They got ran. Yeah. That there's not a good team. Didn't Trace McSorley come in? Yes, he did. Yeah, he threw a pick and I was playing against San Francisco's defense and I lost. Oh no. One so. of my friends, uh, shout out Austin Nelson, he was up by three heading into the Monday night game in fantasy, and he had the uh Cardinals defense. Okay. And they got negative four, and he lost by one. Yeah, I had Christian McCaffrey against James Conner and San Francisco's defense. Mm-hmm. And I was just praying for anyone except James Conner to score. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even thinking about an interception. <laughs> I was like, even a field goal, yeah. that's fine. Yep. I still win. Mm-hmm. Pick, loss. <laughs> oh, no. Um, just so brutal. Sucked. Yeah, but that's a lesson to all you kids at home. If you're winning – on a Monday night, and you have a defense that'll play, just take him out of the lineup. You don't need to risk that. No. Makes no don't. sense. Um, but is it your turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, mine, I'm going with another under. I'm going Texans, Dolphins under 46 and a half. Just riding the logic that if a team's favored by more than nine and a half, you take the under. Mm-hmm. This is a 13 point spread. And I just like. I don't know the NFL that well, so I'm just following trends. Yep, I like that. Um, my Thanksgiving Day lock of the week is the Lions plus 10 at home against the Bills. I think Dan Campbell's got 
His boy's playing hard. He's crying in the locker room with him. He's so proud of him. He yeah. says man about probably hundreds of times throughout the game. Um, Josh Allen, still a little bit hurt. He, They won last week against the Browns, but he didn't look incredible. Um, I like the Lions to keep it close. Not win, but they'll they'll cover the 10, 10 points. Yeah, that's a lot. But why do the why do the Lions always play on Thanksgiving? They're not good. I don't know. The Lions always do. The Cowboys always do. That makes sense though, because they're typically good. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's uh, they're figuring it out this year. They're kind of a sneaky team, actually. Haven't they won the last three three, three in a row? This is one thing we got to talk about. The Bears just they need to. Justin Fields needs to win. I know. It's I feel so bad for him because he's balling like he's playing really well. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He makes mistakes every game, but I mean it's just a young quarterback mistakes. He's playing well and he's putting his teams his team in position to win every week. They just can't get it done. Yeah, I mean I feel bad that talking about the Bears when Trevin's not here, but I start him in fantasy. I'm just like, that's great. He just needs to win. Mm-hmm. At some point. You can't just be a fantasy quarterback. Right. You need a winner. I agree. And I think he's the guy. I think he is, too. I think the the Bears will be good. They need to fix their defense. They lost a lot of guys. Um, hopefully, in the draft, they'll – did they lose picks? I, I don't remember. I think they got – Or did they get picks? Well, uh, no, I the Cleo Mack picks would have been gone by now. Yeah. So, I don't know. They need to get some guys on defense. If they can clean up their defense, get a couple more weapons on offense for Fields to throw to. They got Claypool. I think down the road he'll be good. Yeah, He's probably just adjusting to the system. Priority one has got to be getting weapons mm-hmm. because your quarterback is good enough to where you can outscore teams. Yeah. So if you get – and I think this draft class is going to have good wide receivers. I mm-hmm. think Marvin Harrison – I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, mm-hmm. if he's healthy. He's the USC guy? Jordan Addison. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he's – I think he might be in the next – I think he's in Caleb Williams' draft class. Okay. So, yeah, the Bears could be good. I also just want to um, talk a little bit about the Cowboys because they just dismantled Kirk Cousins in the Vikings last week. It was awesome. Um, the Cowboys don't normally run teams out of their own stadium, but they did last week. The broadcast actually cut out of the game because it was so they were blowing them out so bad they went to a different game. So that's a good feeling. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Um, and the Vikings are frauds. I think we learned that. Yeah, I might just be, I might just become a Cowboys fan because they're close. Just they're fun. Well, they'll break your heart every year. So are you yeah. ready for that? I mean, I root for the Huskers. So. Yeah. At, at least the Cowboys. It's almost worse with the Cowboys because they'll lead you on. Yeah, they'll, they'll. It's also just like they're a tease because they'll they'll play well during the year. They'll get to the playoffs and absolutely choke. It's like Dallas and Chicago because they're two teams I could go to games, mm-hmm. but I just I can't do the Bears. Yeah, and OBJ might be going to the Cowboys after Thanksgiving. So yeah, I've heard that he's gonna f- go to Dallas, finish this year, and then go back to the Giants. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah, don't care fine. as long as he comes brings the juice and uh gives us a good playoff run yeah that's all i think he'll look for. awesome in a cowboys jersey yeah he'll look good in dallas so yeah good pod two-man pod a little different this week but we pieced it together yeah we made it work we did all right this is the boys down bad podcast i'm doing peters have yourselves a top 10 weekend